Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in living the status quo life, who wants to hear from other ladies that are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayuga. Join me as I follow my curiosity around what living a successful life really means. Let's dive in. Okay, so I'm super excited today to have MK Anderson on. We actually met, is it like two, before the pandemic at the wing in Chicago, and uh, it's a networking center. And um, she was running her own bridal business called Your Day by MK, which was planning, bridal planning. And um, I really connected with her and we just kept in touch on Instagram. And fast forward like two years, she's completely transitioned into a new career. And she's just the kind of gal we want to talk to on this show. So MK, thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, totally. So I know, you know, from following along on Instagram, like it's so popular right now to blame COVID for transitioning into something else. And I think, you know, I'm definitely guilty of using it as a little bit of fuel, but I also think it's a little bit of like a cop out, like for not owning the path you really want to take. So can you tell us a little bit about how you, you know, it sounded like you know, you've had this, you know, bridal planning business and it was solid and just kind of your process. And I didn't even get into what you're about to do uh, with your life. So let's just take off from here. Yeah. I think you phrased that really well, like using COVID as fuel. I think um, it is really easy to say like, oh, you know, COVID is the reason why you decided to close your business. Like, were you losing money? Yada, yada. And to some extent, like, sure. I think COVID definitely had a, like you said, it was fuel to fire. Like it helped me realize even more so like, wow, is this, is this the business I want to fight for? Like was, Was this something that I wanted to stick it out, see it through until the end of time? Because that's kind of what COVID basically asked us all to do was say like, okay, you're either in it or you're going to figure out something else. And I think that during that time, my first instinct was to say to like, I was in it, even though like subconsciously I was not a hundred percent in it. And it only took until we were kind of on this year two of the pandemonium to really make that hard pivot because I think so much of me wanted to see some of my contracts through, you know, in the wedding world, you're working with individual people. It's not like I'm working in a corporate job where it's easy to detach. So it was really hard to say I wanted to walk away from the people that I was working with. And especially since they were already going through a hard time as well, like with their weddings being postponed, but I think it was always in me to not want to do this until the end of time. You know, my business was the first thing I did after I graduated from college. And I don't know anyone who has kept the exact same job, the exact same career when they graduated up until, you know, they retired. And so I think that it was just something that I knew inside of me was like, okay, cool. This was a great thing that I started that I learned from, and I need to do something else that that builds on everything I learned. But like you said, COVID was kind of like the the push along that was like, okay, you are given this moment to really realize it because I think I could have stayed content for so long without someone saying like, okay, hey, like smack in the face. Like, what are you doing? Is this what you want to be doing? 
Yeah. I think what you said was like, so powerful. You, the first part where you were like, I think I would, I want like the easy answer is like, yeah, I'm going to fight for it. Cause that's what, like, that's what you do. But like, I think that it's so relatable, like that little voice that was like, this isn't really what you want to do. No. And I feel I mean, like that's so relatable. <laughs> Cause it's like the, it's just like, it's almost, I think it takes more courage to walk to say like, I'm going to go another direction than it does to like, in a lot of ways, stay the course. Yeah. I mean, it, cause like you said, it's really easy to keep going on and doing what you're doing, especially like I mentioned, like this was the first thing I did after school. Like I don't know any other work environment that wasn't, you know, an internship or a job that I had on campus or something. Like I only know working for myself and it's really easy, especially when you're self-employed and, and, um, you know, you are your own boss. It's really easy to like hate it one day and love it the next. And on the days that you hate it to say like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go do something else. I need to get another job. And then you have those days that you love it. And you're like, what was I thinking? Of course, I'm going to stay my own boss. Um, And I kind of had to see like what the average of those were, like how many days was I hating it versus how many days was I loving it? Um, And what seemed like the best path? Like, was it actually sustainable to have that up and down? Because you're going to have up and downs no matter what you do, but like, obviously everything is a cost benefit analysis. Like how much were the hard days really making the good days worth it? And eventually it turned out not that much. (laughs) So. Wow. Yeah. And so how long did you have the business? So we have an idea of like how long you were doing this. Yeah. I started it in the summer of 2017 And I guess you could say that because we still have a few contracts this year, it will like officially close in the summer of 2022. Um, But we did stop taking contracts at the end of last year. So like roughly five years or like six wedding seasons, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good run. So what is, so what were some of the things that you found that you like needs and, you know, interests and things that this new path and what you're doing now is allowing you to do. Because I think so often we're sold this idea that if you can work from your, for yourself, you can have it all. And I feel like having worked for myself for eight years, like there's some awesome parts to it, but I think it gets sold like a sex and, and in COVID. I think what you did is very counter culture. So that's what I, that's why you interest me in particular, because I'm like, she fucking gets it because everyone thinks, oh no, no, this is the time for me to go out on my own. And it's like, oh shit. Like if you really want your own business, go out on your own, but don't do it because it's like, this is what we're all doing now. A hundred percent. I mean, I think, you know, there's a pendulum swing, right? Like maybe in five years I come back and I'm like, I got to just work for myself again. Yeah. They're then always you'll know. Gonna, right. Exactly. And there are always going to be elements of me that is going to have a harder time with corporate land because- I worked for myself, but um, I think to your original question, which was like, what made me want to go into corporate land really? Um, originally, I I thought just like you, you know, I, or just like you said, you know, if I work for myself, the, the sky's the limit, which isn't false, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you have a salary job, like that's kind of it, like that's your salary, unless you get a bonus or you do some side gigs or whatever. And that can be really restraining um, because, you know, the the opportunity for more money has to come from a different avenue than like your main job. So I definitely thought like, okay, working for myself, amazing. I can make as much money as I want. The industry that I was in though, like it is not, the wedding industry isn't backed by venture capitalists. You, 
can make a good amount of money being a wedding planner, being a wedding photographer, being a wedding florist, but you have to work in like very, very luxury clients, or you have to have like seven other streams of income that come from coaching or podcasts or, you know, products or something where it wasn't still just like one line of thing. And I was seeing the cap for myself. I was like, okay, I don't want to work in the Uber luxury wedding world because how high stress would it be to work for some celebrity? And that's like your one event for the year, but like, that's your one event for the year. But then I also didn't want to have 12 different other avenues of business that I felt like I had to maintain or keep up. Um, and so I was seeing the cap for myself monetarily. I was like, okay, the money that's coming in is good. I'm living a life. It's fine, but it's not what I want for my future life. Um, like I don't want my kids to have college debt. I want to be able to not worry about income. Um, and that was, I was seeing the cap, uh, but then also just like the restraints of the job. I was working every weekend. Um, my partner doesn't have a job like that. He works a nine to five. And that meant that Saturdays and Sundays, we weren't hanging out and we weren't hanging out during the most wonderful time of Chicago which is summer because I was working on the weekends. Um, it also meant that I was missing out on time with my friends because they also have nine to fives. You know, I obviously have like entrepreneur wedding friends, but like my best gal pals work your standard nine to five job. And to me, those relationships were much more important than, you know, having that flexibility and that capacity. Now, I also say this with the caveat that I don't think I would go into corporate land if it wasn't for the pandemonium making it so that remote life was much more of a thing. Like I still do get to work from home and work out in the middle of the day if I want to, or just like take 10 minutes to lie face down on the couch if I need to. Like that is something that I can still do. And if, if we were in the before times where I had to go into an office, I think it definitely would have been a harder sell. But right now what corporate is giving me is the ability to turn off work at 5 p.m. to still work from home and still do some of those things that I need to do to just like refresh myself. But I don't have to worry about, um, you know, challenging my relationships with my family, my friends, because I'm not available or around. Yeah, that's awesome. That was a really long answer. I no, apologize. I loved it. I was <laughs> No, it was perfect. It's so interesting because like, as you were talking, I'm like, yeah, like that not being able to turn your mind off, like do you find that you have a lot more energy because you are turning work off and you were like thinking about that bride and you were thinking about the venue and like how much did you know that that was at play and how much did it surprise you? Yeah, I think it's, well, I think there's like a surprising realm in both ends. Like yes. I didn't realize how tiring it is to work a nine to five as well. Like, especially mm -hmm. when you're collaborating with people constantly, like it is kind of exhausting to constantly be having to check in with people. Whereas if you're working for yourself, I'm just in my own head all day and I can work at whatever mm -hmm. pace I want. And I can reserve the energy that I want for the other things I know I'm going to have going on. Um, and so I was, I was, weirdly surprised by how exhausted I was at the end of a standard nine to five, just with like the energy and the fact that like, I literally had to be working from nine to five versus like, when you work for yourself, you set your own hours and you can figure it out with like whatever works best for you. But to, to your point, yeah, once work is done, like work is done on the weekends. I do not have to worry about like, oh, what was this thing that I didn't do? And I mean, of course, you know, anyone who goes out on their own is naturally going to be much more of like a high achiever. I want to be a go-getter. I'm thinking about work. I want to do well. So like, do I not not think about work? You know, every once yeah. in a while I do, but the fact that I can just 
shut my laptop off and like be done, or I can go on vacation and I don't have to worry about people coming and like contacting me for something. Because even if you set up an away message, even if you give people enough warning to say, Hey, like I'm going on a four day trip, like, please, you know, like I will get to your calls. Like we can have our calls ahead of time. We'll talk about things afterwards. Someone still reaches out. And if you're your business, like who's responding? No one, you know, you have to be that person. So like your time off is off kind of, and even, and that's just so nice to have now to be like, okay, you know what? Like I'm off work. Someone else is handling it. Like I'm, and I'm not even responsible for things. Like I'm a more junior member right now, which is fine by me. Like delegate the work to me. I don't want to think about like who's in charge of what, or like who takes responsibility. Like I've had enough responsibility. I just need to like refocus and figure out like, what is it that I really want to be doing for the next like X amount of years. Yeah. I love that. And so now, like, I feel like when I do look at your page, I do feel like there's something like lighter about you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't know that it's that you met someone or like, in like, you're doing the things you want to do and it probably is all connected, but what is it like, what is it that you're about to do? Because I feel like I'm seeing the, I'm seeing your thing, your items for sale. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, um, like I mentioned, this is a remote job. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they're based in Chicago, but really, you know, people are working from home. I've gone into the office three times and, um, the fact that now my job is not location-based, which is really great. You know, a wedding planning firm, obviously you can plan weddings wherever, but you really have to build up your network in a specific place to really have a good business plan, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, But now my corporate job is remote and I've already taken some trips. My partner and I have already, you know, this winter we were in Florida a couple times because we didn't want to be in the Chicago winter and my mom was down there, you know? So, and I could work from home, right? Home being Florida, you know, California, wherever. And, um, our lease was coming up in June and we were just like, well, do we need to sign again? What is it that we want to do? We've been traveling a lot and working and decided, you know, clean slate, let's just sell all of our stuff. Um, I'm really lucky in that my mom owns a place in the city. And so we're able to move in with her for the time being to just kind of reevaluate, but like the fact that we even can reevaluate and downsize if we want to downsize, buy a place if we want to buy a place, you know, buy a van if we want to buy a van, like we can, uh, which was just not even in the cards before. Like we, I couldn't do that if I had a wedding planning firm. Like you, you generally have to be in one location. You can be off in other places, but the fact that this is like sky's the limit is just amazing for us right now. Yeah. And I wonder if it just would have been too much like too many variables to have your own business and to have the uncertainty of like not knowing where you're going to be because, you know, like back to like, you think that having a business allows you sky's the limit, but in some ways it makes you keep your feet on the ground because you're like, no, no. Like I know how much that costs and my rent and this and that. And I, I that's why I just think it's so interesting. Cause it's like, you know, I, I always kind of try and now in my life question, like what it actually is giving me versus taking from me. And it's so funny that like you getting a corporate job, although it is remote, is allowing you the the mental space and the clarity to be like, let's just get rid of all of it and see see which, where it shakes out. Because I feel like so many things in life, you don't know until you're doing it. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, and this is not to say that people think corporate is also, you know, 
bottom of the earth. Like I guess argument too. like, trust me, there are days where I'm like, this is a fake job. Like capitalism made up this job to sell to other capitalism jobs. Like none of this, if you think too hard about it, you go crazy. Um, so I a hundred percent get that. But like you said, it, it has allowed me the brain space to sit there and go, okay, I don't have to worry about taxes, liability, like the pandemonium, like even just the the crushing sense of like, okay, now I work in a job where it's all interesting events. I have to be cognizant of safety and liability and like who's vaccinated or not. And like, do I get to morally care about that or not? Or do I have to bite my tongue? Like, you know, things like that, that I don't have to worry about. I'm just like doing my little beep boop job in my home office. And then I get to figure out everything else that I want. Um, and I think, yeah, like you mentioned, it, it has surprisingly given me more clarity because I don't have to worry about taxes. I don't have to worry about honestly, I don't have to worry about like how much money is going to come in because weddings are seasonal and like, yes, the sky is the limit, but that means you have to work for the sky and not saying I don't work, but like you are really doing all the things. And what we learned from the pandemonium is like stuff can shift really quickly. And that's again, not to say that people didn't lose their jobs in corporate land, like there were layoffs and everything, but hilariously, it feels more stable now than what my other job was, which was very variable. You know, small businesses really got the butt of everything. Like, don't even get me started on PPP loans. And um, this just felt more like, okay, like you said, I have the brain space to think about all the other stuff I want to do because this one thing took 12 other things off of my plate. Yeah. And I really am into lately that we have a certain amount of bandwidth. And then like, you get to just choose like what, what, what you actually, what takes that up. And it's not like a, it's not like a, you, you get more, the more stuff is on your plate. And I, I think that's so interesting. I didn't even think about how, you know, like as a hairstylist, it definitely did safety became a thing. Like I'm taking temperatures now, like not, not anymore, <laughs> but it's like, what I'm like, am I, a, am I like a hair doctor? Like I touched people if the pan pandemic was going on before, like, would, would I have, but I've worn a lab coat for my job. Like, this is so weird. And I, I didn't think about with you, what you did about how much more got, like how many more things got layered on, which would make, be a catalyst for like, oh, wow. Like this, and this is going to take up more of that bandwidth because it's like, like you said, like, am I, where am I holding a clipboard and taking people's vaccine cards before the wet? And like, it's just like, there's so much that, kind of makes it's like a pressure cooker of like like that rub of like am I got to keep doing this a hundred percent and then yeah like to tie it back to the beginning like was this what I wanted to fight for like all of a sudden I became a government official essentially every one of my (laughs) couples was like well truly I mean like every one of my couples was like well what does this mean and what do the mandates here mean and I get it you know I think they thought that we had different intel than they did but like I was getting the same news briefings that they were I just luckily you know, went to school for poli size. So I guess I kind of understood the verbiage a little bit more, but not even, you know, like I just was interpreting it for people, I guess. And I was like, this isn't, you know, obviously to some degree when you are your own boss, like you always wear more hats than just the job, right? Like that is the thing people don't understand when it comes to owning your own business. It's like, you're not just X, like you are the accountant, you are the marketer, you are the PR person. But like, I didn't want to also be the health official and the government official. And I didn't want to be the moral code for people. Like I have a moral code. If you are on my Instagram, like, you know how I feel about things. Like it is not a surprise, but like, I didn't want to have to also 
figure out if I needed to enforce it or like have those conversations with people. Like I don't, again, if I work in my remote job in my home office, like I don't have to worry about it. I can just live my life the way I really want to be ensuring I'm as safe as possible or interacting with who I want to interact with. Like I don't have to be concerned about, you know, again, like being a government official, like I don't have to do that in this job, like someone else in HR, in their CEO, C-suite, whatever, like they can figure that out. And I don't have to be, I don't have to be on top of it. No, you're totally right. Cause I think that's been kind of part of the exhausting part is like, I'm not trying to have a political, you know, business. I don't necessarily want to have that play a role in the work that I do. Cause I like doing hair for all different people. And I like learning about all different people, but I do think that was a challenging component and continues to be because like, I remember like when I was going back into work, I'm on the phone with my sister and she's pulling up the CDC beauty personal care thing. And it's like, I have no guide. I have no idea what I'm doing. And it's like, I'm like, well, Chelsea, read me that. So what does that mean? I can have people come. They have to just wear a hazmat suit. I, it's tomorrow. What am I going to do? Right. And, and I feel like that's been really like frustrating, you know, just because you're like, okay, like I have all these other things. And then, you know, and then, you know, people are like, what are you going to have people do? It's like, I'm sorry, is this a test? Am I, do you want me to pass a test? <laughs> like, I just want to do your hair and I want to do it well. I want to do it safely. I don't really want to talk about like who each of us voted for, you know? Yeah. I'm not a very political person. Um, but what you were saying about, is this really what I care enough to do? Like, I haven't read this book, but it makes me think of Marie Ferilio or whatever her name is. She talks about like anything is figure outable and like there's three rules to it. And one of them is like, do you care enough to figure it out? And I, and I, I intend to read the book, but I just, I took so much from that. Cause it's like, holy shit. Like a lot of things that like we can choose to put our energy into, but it's like, do I care enough? Is this what sets my fucking heart on fire enough to like put up with everything, to reevaluate it? And I think that's just something we have to all ask ourselves. A hundred percent. And I think, I think what a lot of people didn't understand when I said like, oh, I was closing my business. Like people thought it was such a surprise, but it wasn't a surprise if you knew me because I loved owning my own business. And what you said, like everything is figure outable. When I graduated school, I did not know what I wanted to do. So I was like, okay, I guess I will just work for myself and do this thing that was figure outable, which was planning weddings. I was like, people plan weddings all the time. Like they, if they can figure it out and they do it once, I can figure it out and do it a multitude of times and just get better every single time. But weddings wasn't my passion. I just was like, okay, I need a job. I want to work for myself because I don't really know what else to do. And so I figured that part out and it just turns out like I loved owning a business, but I didn't love owning this business. Like maybe down the road, I'll figure out what business it is that I want to own. But this isn't the one, like you said, this isn't the one I cared enough about to like push through until the end of time and figure out what it was going to become. I was like, okay, it's doing a disservice to me. It's doing a disservice to my couples. If I recognize that this isn't what I want to be doing, they could be working with a wedding planner who loves weddings and wants to do weddings until the end of time. And that's who they should spend their money with. And that's not to say that the couples that I have right now, if like the seven of you are listening, I care deeply about you and I totally. want your weddings to go well, but you know, this is not the business that needs to be figured out. Like every other thing needs to be figured out. This is, I just knew that I loved owning a business, but it wasn't weddings. It just, that's what I learned was like you said, I, this isn't it. This is not what I wanted to learn and love to do until the end of time. 
Yeah. And like, what would you say for someone that's like listening? That's like, okay, like all that speaks to me. I have a life that looks awesome on paper and I like components of it. What did you have to start? What did you have to give yourself permission like to do? I mean, I feel like I, I find for myself, like when I, you know, opened my second salon, I almost had to mentally tell myself like, Lindsay, this is like a, I told myself, I didn't tell people this, but like, this is a new career. Like I'm doing it different. I'm start, And I, it allowed me to take, to take chances and to do things in the same kind of business I had, but setting it up completely different. And if I thought of it as being the same career, I kind of couldn't make the changes I needed to make. So what did you have to do to like allow yourself to begin again? Yeah, I honestly, well, one therapy helped a lot because I oh, just yeah. hold this stuff over yeah. and over. Um, but the biggest thing that I learned from that or just like that kept coming up was like, who cares? Like, who cares? You know, I constantly thought like, oh, people are going to see that I closed my business and they're going to think that I'm a failure and that I'm the girl who like didn't make her business work and blah, blah, blah. Literally no one cares. Like if anything, everyone loves a good refresh story, right? Like they love to see that I closed my business. It's drama. It's tea. Like, is it actually? No, but like no one actually cares that I closed my business. Like no one actually is going to think I'm a failure. No one's actually going to think X, Y, Z thing about me, but I really truly thought it. And, And to the point that I really thought it to myself too, I was like, oh man, like if I don't just what if I just stuck it out for six more months, then maybe it would, it would be worth it. Like I would have made it work the way I want it to work. But that that's a false, that was a narrative I was like trying to sell myself that wasn't true. And so like, that was the biggest thing I had to really just get over was like, nobody cares on top of it that like, no one cares what job I have now. Like, I mean, some people do, but those are not the people that I want to be friends with. Like, I don't want to be around people who only care what job I have that only care how much money I make. Like at the end of the day, 60 K is 60 K is 60 K. Like, however you make it, you're probably still going to be spending it the same way you would if you had one job over the other. You know, So I had to just get over the fact that like, nobody actually cares. I can like puff my chest a little bit to make it seem like people care, but like no one does. And I just had to, I just had to realize that, which is hard to realize because we're all kind of narcissists at the end of the day, but like, really no one cares. Yeah. No, like when you were getting ready to talk, I'm like, oh, I wonder if she's going to talk about like her ego and getting out of her own way. And basically that is kind of the direction you took it. And I feel like I had a similar situation where it's like when your business partnership, like when your partner tells you they don't want to be your partner anymore. I, the first thing I thought of was what are my clients going to say? Like, what is everyone going to say about me? Like, I couldn't make this work. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to look like such a loser. And the cool thing was, is my life made that happen. I didn't really have any role in it. And (laughs) on the other side of it, it did teach me to not care. And like, it's like, I don't know. It's like a muscle I hadn't used because it was like, I was like, I had a life that I felt like looked like it was kind of like, you know, the kind of thing people could get behind, you know? Yeah. And I mean, and it was easy. Oh yeah. I mean, sorry, I keep going. No, go I was, no you oh, go. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, I think that's, I think it's the part that people don't realize is like, just because it looks X, Y, Z things on paper doesn't mean like plays out that way. Right. Like I think again, some, something people don't realize about entrepreneurship is like you work so many more hours to make probably a lot of the same money again depending on the job you have right like there are but I would agree with that but like yeah you know like 
on paper, I was making X amount of money, but I was probably working more like on top of that, my body was getting hurt. Like I was standing for X amount of hours, you know, every Saturday, um, which like just isn't healthy or like I recently hurt my ankle and then I had to work weddings. Like, that's not good. Right. Like, was that worth the then incurring medical bills I was going to have? Like, no. And I think, you know, it, it, it's funny that we think it matters so much when like at the end of the day, it does not like, we all know this stupid saying like, Oh, like, like no one knows what you got on that test. Like what was the memory you made? Or like no person dying is like, Oh, I wish I had worked like five more hours on that presentation. Like no one does say that, but it's so hard not to think it because unfortunately the U S like really does put a lot of emphasis on like the work that you do and the amount of money you make. And like, there are again pros and cons to everything like this is yes. all with caveats and nuance but like it's hard when you live in a society that does put so much pressure on the work that you do to like let go of that mentality of like okay I don't want to care about the work that I do you know like I, I need to take that moment to reset and be like okay if I was making the same amount of money doing x y and z things like what would I do with my time what would I do with that money like how would I live my life um and the job before would me the opportunity to like live the life that people thought I was living because actually I was like working more or like my bandwidth was being used on so many other things. And so I had to figure out how to live my life the way I wanted. And maybe that meant not doing as cool of a job on paper, but like, okay, but now I can go travel more, which makes it much more fun to me. Well, I have a question because when you were talking about like life on paper, like something that I've come to realize is that I was tricking myself into thinking that a life on paper was, I was doing it right. Like I didn't even know that I was, I had a, I didn't know that I had a life that like, oh, maybe if you saw it, you'd love it. At the time, I thought that I was doing it right. And I was really living for those boxes being checked. And because of where we, like, because of society, I think in the examples I saw, I thought I was killing it. So how much of it was you drinking your own Kool-Aid and then having to stop? Because I didn't even know. So I, maybe I'm unique this way, or maybe we all go through this. I, I mean, I think you're, I think, I think you're unique. And also we all go through it at the same time. Cause I think some people, some people will never stop drinking the Kool-Aid. Right. And, and also it's just like a matter of values. Like some mm. people really, really do care about ticking the boxes and making more money and holding that over someone's head or, or, or shouting it from the rooftops or putting it on LinkedIn. And like, if that's their prerogative, like, cool. If they want to keep doing that, that is awesome. And like, I recognize that part of me still feels that way. Like part of me still has a little bit of a hard time, like letting go of trying to be like really good at everything and achieving everything. Like internally, I'm currently struggling with like, okay, how do I make it known to my team members that like, I'm the one who flagged this and I came up with this idea, but also at the same time, I took this job to help me stop caring so much about ticking the boxes. So I'm like constantly struggling. Um, But I think like, this is where I'm like, yay, the pandemonium was good fuel. Like at the end of the day, like the pandemonium was like, okay, hey, you guys can't do X, Y, Z things. You can't see your coworkers. Like, you know, ticking the boxes is like not like what's going to do it for you. You have immense amount of time at home. Like, how are you spending your time? What's actually interesting? And I just realized like, okay, like 
I, I don't like this. Like what, what if I don't actually like working? I actually really enjoyed like having coffee dates with my friends on Saturdays instead. Um, and so like, I didn't need to tick the boxes to do that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I think the, the answer is that it's hard. Like there's always, yeah. again, the society we live in, like that Kool-Aid's going to be there. Like the people around us are going to praise that as that's how you get ahead. Like no matter what, like, unless something happens and we decide like money means nothing, which like, that's not going to happen. Um, we're all going to have to like tick some boxes. Like we're all going to have to do that, but like to what degree, right? Like, and I have to constantly remind myself like, you know, 60K is 60K is 60K is 60K. Like just because someone makes 60K at McKinsey, you know, that doesn't mean that it's more important than the 60K that someone makes, like, I don't know, being a babysitter full time. Like it's, it's all the same amount of money. I'm sure everything has like different opportunities. There's privilege with associated with everything, but like it, it, it's, it's on paper similar. Like, why do I have to tick X amount of boxes to make the same amount of money? If I could just like enjoy my life a little bit more. God, that's powerful. And what you said about like talking about values, I, I relate to. And I was thinking like your value, you identifying what your values are doesn't mean that your patterns go away. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's yes. Like I will a hundred percent admit that I have like a tinge of elitism in me, right? Like you, <laughs> No, truly. Like yeah. I went to Notre Dame for school. It's a great school. And it's, it's hard for me to not like wear that as like a badge of honor. Like, Oh, I went to Notre Dame. Right. Like that means I'm smart. Like that means my colleagues are smart. That means X, Y, Z things. But like, also no, like no one has asked me about where I go to school. Like my colleagues all went to a, a plethora of places. Like some of the best wedding professionals I know, like didn't go to college. Like it is, it is, it is so hard to unlearn that. Like it is in my brain, like, okay, where you go to school matters. And it like really does not. But like, that is what we were told for so long that I just have to constantly be in practice of reminding myself that that's not the case. Like I know it in my head, but my subconscious doesn't want to believe it. So I have to even like, like consciously tell myself all the time, like, it does not matter. Like, this is just another thing that helped you in life. Like you learned a lot of cool things. It's a great connector, but like your job is your job is your job. And like, everyone has it, everyone's making money some way and that's it. Like, it doesn't matter. Totally. And I, I think that you hit the nail on the head with just becoming aware of it and your self-talk in those moments, because like, I think, you know, like back to like therapy and whatever, however you gain your awareness, I feel like being aware of my patterns, knowing that I can get in scarcity and be afraid people are going to leave me, but realizing Lindsay, and I'll say to myself, Lindsay, you set your business up so that because you, you had all your eggs in everyone else's baskets before that any one person can leave or anything can happen and you're still okay. So to know that, don't go down this scarcity, like rabbit hole of like, what if that person leaves and does their own thing? Or what if, you know, because every, everyone's lives are always shifting changes happening. And I find for myself, like you've got your like kryptonite, I've got mine. And I have to like remind myself, like Lindsay, there's not less for me because someone else goes left or someone goes right. And I think that that is super helpful to know like, okay, these things don't go away because we turn, we hang a left and we go down a different road. It's like, oh no, it's happening again. I got to just talk to myself and not be like shitty to ourselves. Right. And how boring would life be if we just knew what direction it was going to go in all the time? Like, again, 
everything with nuance like there is an immense amount of privilege and like luck yes, and yes, like yes. things that come in life but like you know if if you're just constantly going the same path for forever like how like we literally just lived through a pandemonium the pandemonium's still happening how is it that you're still the same person from two years ago like that's not good like you should have wanted to take a left somewhere you should have wanted to add something or detract something from your life because like it doesn't make sense to go through these crazy life events like and not feel some sort of way about it. It doesn't have to be positive. It doesn't have to be negative, just like something. You had to have had some sort of thought about it and wanted to detract or like attach it to your life somehow. And there's no way that just like we keep on keeping on through everything that life is going to throw at us. Totally. And like, I feel like, how are you going through things and not, and like, why aren't you letting them change you? I feel like I was so stuck in the, in the road that I was on in my, you know, my last life that like, I think this could have happened. And I would have been like, I would have just like let everyone else go whizzing by me. And I'd be like, I'm that solid. That's why as opposed to being, (laughs) and that's just arrogance. And um, I heard something that I feel like is so relevant and such a cool, like note to end on is that I heard something on an Instagram live the other day where this person had moved to New York. And she said to this guy, like, how do I know if I'm on the right train? And she's, and he said, well, that's easy. Let me tell you. He's like, she's like, because if you're going uptown, it has like the last stop. And if you're going downtown, it's the last stop. But I don't know those stops because I just moved here. He goes, all right, well, when a train comes, just get on it and go for a stop. And if you find that you're going in the wrong direction, get off, go around the station and hop back on the other way. And she said, holy shit. And he's like, because you're better off going, getting on a train, whatever train that comes and figuring it out and, and getting moving than you are. She said, the problem is most people are too afraid to get on the wrong train. I mean, yeah, hundred percent. I, yeah, that story is like a great, like literal story about trains and also obviously like life. Like, I think it's so hard for us to feel like every moment needs to like add up to the pinnacle moment in our lives, which like, is that ever going to happen? I don't know. Like, are we going to have, I don't want to peak. I don't know if that seems like. a silly thing to say, but like, you know, I mean, I'm thankful I did not peak in high school. That was not the case, but like, do I ever want to peak? I don't know, but like, it seems it's hard not to feel like every moment has to be towards the thing that you're quote unquote working towards. And like, I think this is like a way larger conversation, but like, what are we working towards? Like, no, really? Like what, what is it that we're all working towards in life? Like you cannot win life. There's no winning. And this has come, I am a highly competitive person. Okay. Like on physical tests, I'm like, what is the most I can do? I need to do it. They're like, we just need to know if you can do jumping jacks. I'm like, I will do a hundred. Like I am a highly competitive person, but what are we trying to win in life? So like, what, why does everything we do have to add up to something? Why does it have to be for some bigger purpose, bigger reason? Like, I mean, I'm sure if you're religious, there's that element to it, but like just take away that part. Like, what are we trying to win? And I think if we just not have that mentality, which again is hard to shed, but like, if you just get away the idea that like this all has to mean something someday, it doesn't like, are you enjoying your life? Are you being kind to people? Are you doing the best you can to make everyone else live a better life? Great. Then you're fine. And just like, enjoy where you're at and like where you're going, but like, where are you trying to land? It doesn't matter. Right. Just keep going. And, it, and it won't be where you think it'll be. So why, like I was at a speaker this week and he said, 
just get a plan on paper. He's like, don't over plan it because like your plan's probably going to be really faulty and fucking shoddy shit, but just start going that way. Cause you're better off going, you know, towards what, like kind of what you want. And as opposed to not going anywhere. And as you were talking, um, I just wanted to share, um, the, this is really funny to me. Cause I just think it's a really funny part of your personality. When we met at that, um, uh, podcasting wing event, it was so funny to me because I feel like I got, I went there to be like, okay, I just started this. I have no idea what I'm doing. I want to talk to other podcasters. Well, when we got there and I was the only one with a podcast, I turned into the event host and I so appreciated, but was taken aback, but appreciated you being like, Hey, and people start asking me questions. Like I was an expert. And then I was just answering them and you're like, Hey, why don't we get some other people to talk to? And I was like, thank you, Lord Jesus. Cause I was like, I think she thinks I'm enjoying this moment, but I really came here to fucking learn. I don't, I had started my journey of being like, I don't need to be the fucking expert. I don't need to like know everything. And I'm like, I came here to learn from other people. And now I'm being put in that role again. And I think that that's just, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's just full circle of being like, what if you just did what you wanted to do? Not because you were going to be the best, not because it was going to land you somewhere, but because it's like peaking your interest right now. And just like reminding ourselves that like, just because the skills we have or the experience we have is not directly applicable to whatever it is you're trying to do next, doesn't mean that it's not applicable in some way or another. Like, I think that that was so hard to remind myself when I was like applying for these corporate land jobs was like, okay, I don't have like direct, you know, SEO, whatever, but like I did, like, what do you have to do to build a business? Like there's gotta be an element of SEO. Right. And like that, so that's like everything in life. Like just because you don't have quote unquote direct experience doesn't mean that you don't have something to bring to the table. That's going to make you a better, whatever it is that you're trying to do. And so like, yeah, I, wow. I don't even remember that, but I, I'm glad that you took that in a way of like, oh, let's all bring something to the table versus me being like, stop talking, Lindsay. Cause I don't think that was, I don't think I would ever think that. No. Well, the thing was, is it was like at a time in my life where I was kind of like, okay, I'm wanting to like learn from other people. I'm not wanting to be the big dog. I don't think I'm the big dog. I started this podcast yesterday and I went to this thing and it was so interesting. Like how, you know, and how quickly it's like, well, that person's the expert then. And then we all get to be like down here and it's like, no, no, I'm a beginner. I want to be a beginner. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I didn't come here to tell you the three things I know. And I think I don't that, want like, to be in charge. Yeah. And it's like funny. Cause it's like, oh my God, if you would have hit me there two years ago, I would be like, is there a stage for me to get on? Uh, I don't think everyone can hear me. <laughs> Not really, but you know, and I, I don't know. I just think like, it's kind of like be a beginner, be willing to suck. And I don't know, where can people follow you? Cause I've just, I've really enjoyed this. Yeah. Well, so, um, well, thank you for having me. This has been so fun. I love chit-chatting and just like catching up. Um, I'm still at everything your day by MK. So Y-O-U-R-D-A-Y-B-Y. Okay. Um, that's my Instagram. There is a TikTok. It's very heavily wedding. I don't know how to change it. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. TikTok doesn't like it when you stray away from the niche. So maybe we have to redo it. Uh, but yeah, that's where I'm mostly coffee walks. Um, I don't know what the purpose of my Instagram will be currently. It used to be very wedding heavy focused, but it's been interesting to figure out like what can I provide people now that that's not the case. Um, so if you come by, we're just mostly coffee walking and you all are telling me what things I should donate and what things I should sell because 
people have a lot of opinions on if you should donate or sell hangers or books or whatever. Yeah. And maybe it's not that you have to figure out what it needs to be as much as you just have to be yourself. And I feel like we all hide behind, like, I'm a hairstylist, I'm a salon owner, I'm a this. And we talked about that earlier, but it's like, what if it's just MK, you know? Ah, so vulnerable, but you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. That's like a hundred percent what it should be. It's just so easy to say like, well, this is what I am, but like, well, and it's like, now, it's kind know. of what it is. Cause that's what I see when I follow it. But, um, uh, that's all for your Instagram audit. Um, thank you for joining me. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this too. Thank you so much for having me. And like everyone keep listening to all of her other episodes. I'm sure they're all amazing. Everyone listen. <laughs>